Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And hey, it's about time to talk barbecue. Yeah, we're uh, we're finally up to the part where Patrick Fegis is going to strike out on his own. And, you know, alongside his wife, Chef Aaron Fegis, they opened up Fegis Barbecue, uh, which opened in March of 2018. So we've already been multiple times, um, and it's going to be a regular stop for me personally because it's close enough for me to get there on a workday lunch and... Brian's just gonna have to take some long. I'm gonna find ways to do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find ways to do it. But uh, just to give you a little info on on Patrick and Aaron, they both have incredible culinary resumes, as you've heard in this episode, um, and they both do a lot in their communities. Uh, Obviously, Patrick's um, service history is well documented at this point um, in episode one of of the Fegis Barbecue episodes, and Aaron Fegis as well has also got a a very wonderful program that she is a part of and i believe a founding member of uh called i'll have what she's having which focuses on women's health care um with a specific focus on the uh, houston hospitality industry um, but she's been doing some wonderful th- things with that and we and, told- and i think that's a a big thing just to call out i mean the the healthcare in the hospitality industry is is not as pervasive as it is in corporate world and, it's- no it's it's for the longest time, it was non-existent, and you know it's still not widespread. I think it's getting better in certain areas, but there's still a lot to be done with it. And you know, we applaud Erin for what she's doing to to help you know educate everybody. And you know, we look forward to hopefully having Erin on the show. Unfortunately, she wasn't at the Houston Barbecue Festival the night before, um, so we were not able to get her on with this this interview with Patrick. But we we certainly hope to have her on in the future and to talk with her about the wonderful work she's doing both in the community and, of course, her culinary career, which is second to none. Let's get into Fiji's Barbecue and how it became what it is and, you know, what the future holds for it. And along this whole time, you're still doing the pop-ups here and there, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, when you when you weren't working 70, 80 hours a week doing right, yeah. your regular job. Yeah, at one point I was in, in kind of in downtown doing pop-ups on Wednesdays at a, a bar that's no longer even open anymore. But I uh, went there. Did you? Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. took pictures of me there. Yeah, yeah. yeah that... the, the first time I had your food was when, when you did a, a, a pop-up along with West Arena. Um, oh, at Jackson's yeah, Watering yeah, Hole. Yeah. And that was when you had the... <coughs> Pimento cheese grits, yes. the watermelon barbecue yes, sauce. Yeah, that's in the beef belly. Okay. And the, the turducken sausage. Yes, yeah. the turducken sausage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wes and I were next to each other at our first barbecue festival the second one second year yeah i remember yeah, that yeah and we just kind of hit it off you know both army guys you know both cranky guys you know so we just we hit it off and uh he was working out of the trailer and, and i was working out of my trailer i guess uh and so he just wanted to do something hey let's do something together like, all right cool yeah you know and so i think we did that we did that three years i think Maybe two. I can't. I, remember. I know it was two. At least two. It might three. have been three. Was it two at Jackson's? Two at Jackson's and one at the restaurant. One once Wes opened in yeah, Edo, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and so like the first year it was, he had a saying for it, a little bit of cute, a little bit of something else or whatever. So we did this thing where like we both cooked brisket and ribs, in one of the plates as you can get, a quarter pound of each, or rib of each, so you can taste them side by side, and we both kind of did like our own little thing. You know, and then the second year was more of our own little thing, and that's around that time was kind of when I started playing around, and that was right around the Southern Goods time too, is when I started playing around with the colon, I guess merging the culinary and the barbecue together, uh, thinking outside of the box when it comes to barbecue, 
everyone. No, because I did Whole Hog my second barbecue festival, the third one. So, what, three years ago. Uh, and you built the pit on site? Yeah. I, well, I didn't build it. I built it at home out of wood and metal siding. Pit Cooker 1.0. Well, it looked like you built assembled. it on site. Yeah, as assembled. As well. yeah. yeah, assembled, yeah. Uh, yeah. First time I ever cooked a pig like that, Carolina style. I did get some pointers from Rodney Scott. Uh, thought it came out pretty good. Uh, I've definitely done better. But then, you know, this is my first one. Um, but, yeah, so <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it was around the time I was doing the pig. So I'm just thinking outside. Everyone, everyone knows how to cook brisket now. Everyone can cook beef ribs. Everyone can like, No, you have to find your different. niche. I yeah. mean, you really do. Around that time, they were all uh, cooking. Everyone was cooking brisket, you know. So, all right, like, my brisket's not better than Ronnie Killen's or, or whatever, so do something different so yeah do the whole hog and fell in love with it at this point i enjoy cooking the carolina style whole hog more than i do it's, brisket. it's become kind of your specialty or yeah. at least you know something that you do um it, and it's starting to really i wouldn't say really take off but it actually is starting to get a, a foothold in texas yeah you're starting to see the I mean, bangers would, doing yeah it we now. went to yeah. bangers they're going to start doing it uh, four nights a week i think yeah yeah, that's it's kind of, it's it's starting. I mean, they're, it's they're finally building, getting there. It's building taking a while. new pits just I wish for the I could do it that often. I really do. It just when I do do it now, it's like I sold eight orders the other day. <laughs> like, well, and, and we'll get to that. It, it, it's it's partly due, uh, not partly. It's due to your location. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Your clientele. No, yeah. the brick and mortar. I can throw more of a party. Like Sundays will be a party, and we'll do whole like bangers does. Yeah. You know, they mm-hmm. throw a party and cook a whole hog, and you know. Yeah. But uh, well, but it's getting that getting the audience used to what it is because yeah, yeah. a lot of people just see like oh my gosh a whole piece of meat what am I going to do with that like it's not any different than eating pulled pork yeah quote unquote you know, yeah. and I about two years ago I said I'm going to cook it as often as I can because before it was like I only did it at the barbecue festival but now it's like I'm going to do it as often as I can so I would do it like so at Southern Goods I would do the barbecue what was it the first Saturday of every month and uh, I would try and push to let them do me whole hog let me do whole hog as well, and did you did you guys ever come in for the when we did a whole hog? Oh day? yes, oh yeah, yeah. yeah multiple yeah. times, yeah. So and, and and you know the thing I remember is when you served it on top of the uh, the cornbread, the cornbread with the slaw, with the slaw on a, top. It, it was and a restaurant quality kind of a, dish, yeah. but it was a very rustic. Yeah. Plate, plated, plated really well yeah. and was, and it, composed as far as as top to bottom. And I mean, it like I said, it it's it's so unusual in Texas, but you do it so well. It's just and, so different than everything yeah. else, you know, like. Brisket's so fatty. Beef ribs are so fatty. Like two bites of beef ribs and I'm done. You know, like it's pork. Yeah, pork's fatty. I'm cooking. You know, frankly, I'm cooking red wattles. Those are super fatty. You know, but it's not like heavy as heavy as like a, a beef rib. Yeah, is. I mean, as much as we love like super fatty prime beef, you eat literally a slice of brisket and you're good. You're done. Yeah. yeah right. You don't or like want pork belly else. burn ends. So yeah, I mean, you, you can't so eat fatty. a lot of it, but you can get a plate. Oh, delicious. A whole hog I thought burn ends could only be beef. That, that's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It can be a few different things unless you talk to this one particular guy yeah. and that's a whole Yeah, right? and, and fajitas can also only be beef. So if, if, a, if A is A, then B is B. Uh, yeah, we did, whatever. We did pork yeah. fajitas at Southern Goods and it didn't sell. So I think it could only be beef. But, uh, no, like, Southern Goods is kind of where I, I, I really, you know, Southern Goods and then the, the thing with Wes is when I was doing the whole culinary mashup with the uh, the barbecue, like the beef belly burn-ins with the, 
the pimento cheese grits. Is that when you, you kind of decided you really wanted to go out and do your own thing and, and be your own? I mean, obviously doing pop-ups means that you wanted to do your own thing, right? Yeah. But as you grew and as you learned to do um, uh, kind of your specialties and as you tried to do different things, you went on and um, you, know, it, it, you started to get the bug, I think, more and more to, to really realize Fiji's Barbecue as an entity. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just part of it is just kind of it's just cooking just brisket and, and ribs and baked beans and slaw is just kind of it gets boring, you know. It's you got to scratch that itch. And uh, no way, agree. <laughs> uh, we're at the barbecue festival, people, so we're eating as yeah, we're doing. Yeah, people are throwing food at us. Right. Uh, I think we're, we're eating some Filipino egg rolls right now. From uh, the Blood Brothers. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. You should yeah. you yeah. should take a bite yeah. if we can. Yeah, not we can we can start. I don't yeah, wait for you guys to finish, yeah. so you can talk while I eat. Yeah, we're just pigs. Yeah. So. but no, it was yeah. Around some of the goods, around that yeah, just mashing up the stuff, and I don't think it was a conscious decision. I'm going to do it this way. I think it was just a natural progression. Like I'm creating dishes, and a lot of the JD and Lyle can tell you this. Every single dish we created in that kitchen I piped up like what if we smoke this and what if we smoke that <laughs> we can't smoke everything like, all right all right just just asking you know and so but thinking like that like normal plated food non-barbecue food right. how can you add a smoke influence to it and it kind of evolves to the vice versa barbecue food how can you make it more I don't want to say fine dining but non-traditional how can you make it more non-traditional because you know eat so bring, much bring other flavors salt. into yeah. it right because yeah. because i mean your traditional barbecue is a protein salt and pepper mm. and then you might have the brown sugar and oh it's and, one of those like twists of fate things but at the same time your your fiance and then eventually wife was was also building her culinary career yeah, yeah. between I, I know aaron had left the clumsy butcher group at one point and went to work for marriott uh the you know main kitchen which was a, a huge restaurant operation yeah then eventually went to camarada where she was working in the wine program so kind of learning every facet of the restaurant industry mm-hmm which which gives you guys a really unique position to be able to create menus and, and restaurant concepts. I know it's your favorite word, Brian. Restaurant <laughs> concepts Concept. that, that's that, that's unique, in, not even just Houston, but just in, just in general, to where you're not stuck in that traditional, here's the Texas Trinity, you know, robot beans, coleslaw, potato salad cycle, which as much as, you know, we love the traditional stuff and everyone does it that grows up and lives in Texas, but... To get something unique is it, it, it's an experience, and it makes you want to come back, and it makes you want to try something different. Right. And and eventually, you know, as you guys built up the, those resumes and built up that experience in different restaurants and different you know areas of the hospitality industry, eventually the the opportunity came along for for Fiji's Barbecue to become more than just a pop up to become an actual business. Yeah. So, kind of tell us once that came about, you know, how was that transition from okay, this is a reality now, here's what we're gonna do. I still don't even know how that happened. <laughs> it, you know, I started, I started building or uh, writing a business plan. I'm like, all right, I gotta again stop talking about it and be about it. Start writing a business plan, and uh, we had some, you know, people. Every, you know, everyone said you should open a barbecue restaurant. So, and and why not a trailer? I mean, I mean, you went from pop-ups to brick and mortar, which is a Houston thing. Yeah. Right, but but why and and. Is it because of Houston, or was it something else? Why not a trailer? Yeah, why? why? Food truck life sucks. <laughs> Pop up life sucks, but true food, like at least that's like, there's a there's a 
light at the end of the tunnel. Food truck life sucks, man. And I, I looked into a food truck, I, I think when I was still at Brennan's, actually. And there's a lot of gray areas between Houston food truck laws, which are terrible. I, I think that's a lot of it, yeah. is that they make it very difficult. Stuff um, that, like, Victorians and Willows are doing now, you couldn't do back then. Yeah. Is because they And even they've had to jump through hoops to be able to yeah. do what they're doing now. Yeah. Right, yeah. And there's a lot of gray areas, and so it's just like, I, I wasn't the route I was going to go. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard life. Food truck life is a hard life, you know. And, and, you know, you're married, you want to start a family, and you don't want to be on the truck for 18 hours a day. So, um, and barbecue doesn't lend itself well to a food truck no. because you've got to have a pit. Yeah. And if you if you find a way to integrate the pit into the truck, then your truck is going to be 150 degrees. Um, and and I've seen it where it's actually melted the interior of the truck um, from from a gentleman that tried to do that. Yeah. The majority um, of your food's not coming out of a fryer. A food truck's probably not the best option for you. Right. Yeah. So it's maybe a flat top. And it was also a, a commitment. To do the food truck is like you quit your regular job. I had to spend money on a food truck and, and do this, and that's my livelihood. Whereas the pop-ups is like I had my regular job and I was doing the pop-ups on the side, so I had to stay. If it poured rain and I made no money at a pop-up, I still collected a paycheck from my normal job, you know. But I, at the same time, I got into pop-ups because I wasn't making enough money. I wanted to do barbecue, but I also needed the extra income. There's a ton of money in pop-ups too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, I made some decent money doing pop-ups. I, I, I never understood this. There's no money in pop-ups. Because, yeah, it's not great. But if you hustle and you do it right, you can make some money. It's, the catering's better, obviously. It's better than running a restaurant, you know? Uh, but, no, I did I did okay, you know? But, um, so, I think it finally, I think... Aaron finally like um, got on board. Like I kind of want to do this too. It took a little bit of convincing to convince her to do a barbecue restaurant because that was not her plan whatsoever. Well, and she had one chopped um, while we're, while you were at um, at Southern Goods. At Southern yeah, Goods, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, and that I, I think that publicity obviously helps as well. I mean, it drives. I mean. You know, that's a huge it's <laughs> a huge thing yeah. you, you know, know I mean people always will always ask we've done catering gigs and even people come to the line like she looks really familiar I'm like is she on TV like it was, she was on she won shots oh really like and then like, oh and they want to take pictures with her like it's so funny like she's like this so the daily mystery basket special is that no? yeah you know we need to do that that's a good, <laughs> that's a good idea I'm gonna tell her that like like I'm gonna throw some stuff in a basket you're cooking it that's our special <laughs> yeah she's gonna love that yeah as long as it's not what she cooked she cooked rattlesnake and alligator it was the deadliest basket so it was like stuff that could kill you right like you uh, that didn't cook anything yeah and then she knocked out the the dessert so. kale <laughs> we have kale too. there is kale yeah, I know they do I know yeah kale salad but uh, no, she got on board with it, and then so we started working on it together instead of me just trying to figure it out. And like, I cooked me. Like, I'm not, I'm not smart. There's no way I get this restaurant open without her. No way. But uh, we decided like we didn't want to do partners. We're gonna do this together. And uh, it took us a while. We real estate in the city sucks for restaurants. Well, just in general, but especially in restaurants because Houston is hot right now. Um. And so we looked for almost a year. For brick and mortar we came close a couple times some stuff fell through for better or worse they fell through we looked at a spot that was right down the road 
from where Truth is going to be. And it fell through. And then the next week, they announced Truth. And we're like, oh, thank God. Dodge that bullet. I don't want to compete against them. Uh, I'm, I'm talking like half a mile down the road. Oh, wow. Uh, so, and then David Buer from Greenway Coffee, who had been there for eight years and, and who owns Blacksmith, Aaron worked at, who owns he owns Morningstar, who I sell brisket for their kolaches. And he owns a number of other stuff. Uh, David's one of the good guys in this city uh, and a champion for the city. Um, be kind of working, whispering, you know, uh, working the behind the scenes, trying to get us in the Greenway. I think he helped get Rice Box in Greenway and probably Kuma Burger or Burger Chan. Burger Chan, yeah. Yeah, formerly Kuma Burger. Um, and so he kind of he got us a couple gigs to do uh, in partnership with the rodeo in Parkway. Uh, who, who manages the Greenway property and kind of like a, a trial like impress these people and so we did it and we got our asses kicked uh, we did two events uh, one of which is over by the Parkway owns managed a couple of properties and one of which uh, 610 were Apache uh, oil and gas and we didn't know what we were walking into it was Aaron and me and no one else helping us. We thought there was gonna be food trucks, but there was a dessert food truck. <laughs> we had the longest line I've ever had, and it was just Aaron and me. She's running the register, and I'm doing the food. And like we didn't bring enough food, we didn't bring enough drinks. I'm constantly refilling the the, the, the tea thing, <laughs> and we got crushed. And every other person is like, maybe you should uh, bring more help next time. Like, yeah, yeah, thanks, thank you, yes. <laughs> We'll do. So the next one, a week later, at the Greenway offices, we brought more help, and they had more food trucks, so we weren't quite as crushed, but we still knocked it out of the park. And then uh, they reached out to us and wanted to talk and about getting in the Greenway, the food court. And it was not what we were planning. We wanted the brick and mortar. We had plans, lunch and dinner, bar program, Aaron wine. Aaron really no one's to... dream is the food court. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, Aaron really wants to um, uh, pair, you know, she, she knows wine, you know. So pairing wine with barbecue is not something people really do. And so we kind of wanted to do that as well and and have a dinner menu. And everyone's first reaction is, like, you mean like STQ? I'm like, yeah, kind of. like. <laughs> We were working on this before STQ, but also, like, less fine dining, more, you know, neighborhood joint. But yeah, like STQ, you know. Um, but, yeah, these guys approached us, and it just made sense. And so we're like, all right, well, we'll do this. And just give us time to kind of put our name out there. Because and, and, a lot of the real estate never hit the market. Uh, what BLT, the property that's BLT now, I was eyeing that. It was a perfect spot for barbecue. Never hit the market. They called Bobby and asked him if he wanted to go. So that's the way it is. A lot of backroom deals before shit hits the market. So it's just the way it is. And, and let's talk about the, the location so our listeners can find out and go as well. So it's at, at 3 Greenway Plaza, which is in Houston. Fijis Barbecue has just recently posted a series of videos literally telling you the video, how yeah. to drive into Greenway Plaza. You do not have to pay for parking. You can go there. You can get your barbecue. You can eat your barbecue meal in Greenway, or you can take it well, to we go. validate. So make yeah. sure you get to validate. Or else yeah. you bring, your, bring your ticket yeah. in so Absolutely. you get to validate. Yes, and it's underground, so if it's raining, you don't even have to get out in the weather. It's perfect. So so it's, it's really easy to get to. It may seem intimidating at the time because it's not your typical Houston place where you drive into or you valet if you're in certain parts of Montrose. But uh, 
you can get in there, you can get your meal. And, and, and one of the things that struck both Brian and I when we first looked at the Fiji's barbecue menu is, holy crap, you guys are doing a lot of food. <laughs> Dan, Daniel Vaughn said the same thing. Are you really cooking all that? Like, it, yeah. It's it's uh, kind it, of incredible how much eight, you guys are eight doing. proteins every day. And a special, me- you know, Plus not every day, but many days. They have a menu. They viewers yeah. they brought a menu so they can count it <laughs> that's right well we counted it the first time yeah. we went it's 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 I, impressive it honestly like when, when you think about the quality of the food that you guys are doing and the quantity you know in terms of breadth of menu that you guys are doing it's it's incredible um and this is not a detriment on franklin barbecue we love franklin barbecue they've been open for almost 10 years now they serve five meats and three sides you yeah, guys have been open bear. for a month, and you serve about eight meats, eight and, meats 11 and 11 sides. And that's not to say, hey, sides. you're better than Franklin Barbie. It's just the amount of food that you guys are cooking. Yeah. It's extremely impressive. Um, we it's expre- And it's, it's, it's impressive because it's damn good. Yeah. and, and that's, It's not just it's that It's hard to do lot, two or three but, things yeah. well. It's much harder to do the amount of things that you guys are doing and do them well. And Brian's been once. I've been twice. I'll be back again. I've been eating your food for years. But tell us a little bit about once you guys started putting the menu together, was it, hey, we want to do all this? Or was it you were so excited about everything you couldn't edit anything down? Or how did it become what it is right now? So being in the the office building is uh, it's we're more of a convenience. Yeah, people for the most part, you know, like that we're there. But we're a convenience. Like we're going to go down the food court and eat what we feel like. We're in the mood for Chinese food. We'll go eat Chinese burger or barbecue. And um, but one thing I noticed when I was at Killens, it was probably about eighty percent guys coming in, you know. And then when I take Aaron out to eat barbecue, when when I drag Aaron along to eat barbecue, I'm sure Lolly can attest to this as well. <laughs> like Aaron gets the baked potato because she doesn't want to eat a bunch of heavy meat. But barbecue restaurants don't offer a lot of healthy options. They don't offer salads and, and stuff like that. So we really wanted to appeal to the people that wanted to eat healthier. I can't ask people to eat a beef rib and go well, sit down and, at their and, desk for three more hours. And, you know, to knock it, though, when you say healthier, sometimes these things are, are loaded with, with with tasty calories. Right, but, yeah. but it's not beef, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not, not a fatty it's beef. Well, it's not meat like, fat. Well, that's <laughs> like our, our, our uh, coleslaw. It's a yogurt-based. There's no mayonnaise in there. Yeah. It's yogurt, which is healthier, it, but it's still creamy like a mayonnaise-based right. coleslaw. Uh, you know, you got the, we don't, we don't do beans. We are, are, instead of cream corn, we're doing the elote uh, corn salad. Um, you know, we got the kale salad. We have a, uh, I mean, Moroccan spiced carrots is, is oh, simple. It may be my favorite sound. side so yeah, far that yeah. I've eaten on your menu. Dude, um, it's, we cook so many carrots. It's ridiculous. It, they're really good. And, and it's, and it's unique. And it's one of those things that like, a lot of people are get get scared by words that aren't familiar to them. Like oh, a lot yeah. of people don't know what the word Moroccan means. It's it's a flavor profile. Yeah. Moroccan mold. I mean, if I put <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> if I put baked beans on that menu, that's all I'm going to sell. We don't want to do that. We're going to do a bean, but it's not going to be your traditional baked beans. We're going to do our version of it. Just because everyone else does it doesn't mean we have to do it. And that's the way we approach this menu. It's like yeah, everyone does coleslaw. We kind of kind of have to do a coleslaw because it, it lends well with barbecue we don't have to do mayonnaise based or vinegar based we're gonna do what we want to do you know and and i do have some influence on the side that's mostly aaron you know um i'll you know aaron she likes to cook outside of the box in different cultures i mean the the yogurt has a bunch of indian spices because aaron did a dinner with anita from Pondicherry. 
and learn this cool trick where Anita blooms the spices in oil. And so Aaron does that and puts that in the slaw. The Moroccan spice carrots, you know, the... Roasted eggplant with mint. I mean, very non-traditional yeah. we actually, barbecue. We actually took that off. That wasn't holding very well. Yeah. But we are doing now um, uh, smoked eggplant hummus. Uh, so that leftover eggplant from that that's on the menu, that's an older menu, uh, the eggplant was just kind of dying in the steam table. There's no good way to hold it. We've done it for pop-ups, and it's worked well. I don't know. Whatever reason, it's just not working out. Yeah, oxidization on, on eggplant can be kind of tricky. It's turned to mush. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard. But so we're doing the, the hummus, and it's and we're, <laughs> we're we're selling it. You can get it as a side. We're doing crackling as a side, which I don't think is on this menu as well. We toss the crackling in my, my pork rub, so it's got oh, some it's sweet so and a little bit of heat to it. We're running a special where you can also get the hummus with the crackling instead of pita. <laughs> you're dipping the crackling in there. That's that's a really good idea. Yeah. Dude, it's so awesome. And that's like that was definitely a team effort. Like all four of us kind of came together and made that dish. And like, oh, this is awesome. So now we're going to put the, the, the eggplant on the menu as the hummus. Uh, probably get – we'll be yank something. But uh, definitely not the, the Brussels sprouts because we're going through about – seven cases of brussels sprouts a week that's amazing it's I mean, you, yeah and i know you guys are introducing specials on the menu and things like that um the whole hog i know has been you know and, and it's getting people used to ordering whole hog i know that's been a you know a challenge and something that hopefully you know i try to tell as many people as i can just like don't think of it as a whole animal because a lot of people just have weird connotations about whole animal yeah. cooking it just weird to me just go eat it it's just pulled, shut up like, and eat it yeah it's just it's good pork man just, it's, it's pulled pork but from the whole pig no and you know. it's just it's it's really good. I've I've been super impressed with what you guys are doing. Thank I'm not you. surprised by any of it because I've been eating your food. I've been eating Aaron's food for years, so I can't say I'm surprised by how how good the food is. But coming out of the gate, what you guys are doing and how you're doing it, um, it's it's a testament to to what you guys have built for years um, in in both your individual careers, yeah. kind of coming together. I mean, there was a lot of high expectations, and we our resumes like. We couldn't slowly build into this or half-ass it. We had to bring it. I mean, look who I've worked for. Guys who bring it. Chris and Ronnie and, you know, yeah. Brennan's, you know, like, we're going to we're gonna hit the ground running and we're going to we're gonna do something. We're going to do our thing. And we're going to uh, do it as a team. And so it's not just, we're not going to focus just on the meat or just on the sides. Like, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm doing the meat. She's focused on the sides. But that's just, that's my ringer, man, Aaron. <laughs> You know, I got her in there to, to, to you know, doing kick-ass sides. Yeah, and her influence on the menu is undeniable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, on the whole space. It, right. right. There's no way that place <laughs> looks as good as it does with just me, man. Well, it brings, I mean, it brings such a unique com- combination. I mean, there's nothing like it in barbecue. And because I'm a fat bastard, I've had the banana caramel cream pie for yes. lunch, and yeah. it's freaking ridiculous. You tried ridiculous. the peanut butter and jelly chocolate I had the peanut butter yet. and jelly cake. He's yes. had a, peanut I butter and jelly yet. chocolate so we're, cake. So we brought some for the VIPs tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we'll eat it. It's it's good. <laughs> and so, like, for the desserts, me being stubborn, like, yeah, we'll do the desserts. And Aaron's like, we will not have time to do the desserts the way we want to do the desserts. So what we did is a good friend of ours, uh, Jill, who was actually nominated for a James Beard Award hey, this year. We're talking year. about Bartolome here? Yes. Yeah, okay. I wasn't going to say her name because I didn't want to butcher that. Um, oh, I don't know if I said it right either. Yeah. Son of Bar- a bitch. Bartolome, I believe. Oh, uh, well. Pastry <laughs> chef at a key. Um, uh, worked. She's a fantastic patient yeah i think she worked at common bond for a while she worked as well. at opened up she, common bond yeah she's part of the greenway coffee family she worked at a morning uh blacksmith for a little bit so we we hired her to knock out three desserts for us 
and that banana, uh, that peanut butter and jelly chocolate cake is knocked out of the park. And there's still, like, I got some dessert ideas I, I want to do, but I just don't have the time for it right now. So <laughs> Between the eight meats and the 11 yeah, size. Right, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, maybe. The, and the specialties. Yeah. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to there eventually, uh, doing desserts. We just wanted three solid desserts to open up with. And, and, and I know breakfast is going to become an option here pretty soon for Beach's Barbecue. man. Hopefully. I've been itching to do it. Uh, we had a little bit of staffing issues to kind of slow us down a little bit. I mean, that's new restaurant growing pains that yeah. happens with every new yeah. restaurant that opens. But uh, I know you guys got great plans for the future. Mm. Um, House-made biscuits. House, uh, the, yeah, yeah. Aaron's biscuits have been the stuff of legend Legendary. in Houston dining. Yeah. Um, I, I've been eating them for years. Yeah. I'm going to – yeah, I pass by – Greenway Plaza every day on my way to work, so that's probably a problem for me. But, uh, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's gonna happen. So we're gonna take we're gonna kind of borrow from the Rudy's model and do like grab and go breakfast tacos. That's uh, a smart so way to repurpose quick. a menu and keep things flowing. And yeah, yeah. So the tricky part here is we're open eleven to three. Um, we don't want to run out of food, you know. Um, so we have to have cook enough. I'm okay running out of some stuff. You know, chicken or turkey or ribs or whatever. But once we get breakfast rolling, I always want to have brisket and pulled pork left over. And I'd like to have chicken left over because we can use it for the chicken salad or put it in breakfast as well. But use the breakfast and the pulled pork the next day for yeah, hash uh, or tacos. Or, or Yeah, for the, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just thinking of that biscuit with some chopped brisket in there and we're gonna gravy. Do, and we're going to do yeah, like a. Maybe like some, a biscuit and brisket uh, and gravy. You, you, guys are, you guys are going down the right path. Yeah. Yeah, because we're fat and we think of things yeah. like this. So. We're, we're, we got Aaron and I are having the same conversations you two are. Yeah, I mean, we, it's it's something that's been on our big fat minds for a long time. So we're no, we've we've been waiting for Features Barbecue to become a full time thing. We're extremely excited that that both of you guys are involved in this because it brings two really great talents and two great perspectives on cooking together. Um, to, to just produce a really unique menu that you can't get in Texas. So we've been excited about it. We're glad it's finally here. We're, we're super happy for you and Aaron. Um, we're looking forward to seeing where it's going in the future. I mean, we're going to be out there regularly and obviously. As regularly we, as we can. Well, there, it's going to be regular any, for me because I'm three miles from, right. from yeah. Greenway. Are, are there any, um, are you thinking about doing any pop-ups or weekends? I mean, I know because, you know, it's not like you work enough as it is. Right, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the great thing, everyone loves to tell me, like, oh, I'll do your Monday through Friday. That's great. Like, yeah, cool, because all my friends are in the industry, so they're working on my days <laughs> off. Like, uh, you know, we have plans. I mean, that was a, the plan all along is, you know, do some stuff on weekends. Um, right now we're just trying to catch up on some Yeah, you got, you got a ways and, to go to get to get everything yeah, settled down. We understand. But, but we, you know, we have so many friends in this industry uh, own bars or run bars or have places uh, – and so we, in the past, we've been doing pop-ups at bars and stuff like that. So we want to keep doing stuff like that, which will only be better than in the past because I have a restaurant kitchen to work out of now. Uh, so there is plans to do stuff like that because I get that a lot from a lot of barbecue fans. Oh, I work Monday through Friday, you know. Yeah, I, I work Monday through Friday. I can't make it in. I give my brother a hard time because he hasn't made it in. He's a teacher. Like, I know he can't come in. I just give him a hard time. But like, you know, yeah, he can't come eat my barbecue because he works when I when we're open. And and so yeah, we'll do some stuff. Um, we've got some ideas rolling around. We're talking to a few people. Maybe try and get some collaborations going on. 
uh, for people outside of Houston. Um, some barbecue friends working on it. We'll see. But, uh, Very cool. We, we still want that brick and mortar too. So right. Uh, and, eventually. And, and in between now and then, I mean, don't be afraid to get into uh, the parking. There's the video online. If you if you really don't get it, but I, I used Waze and Waze told me exactly how to get yeah. in the parking garage. I was really impressed. Yeah. It, Once it, you it, do it and realize how easy it is, yep. then all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So get on down. Yeah. Get on down to Fiji's Barbecue. Um, you might run into me there. You'll certainly run into Patrick there. Uh, the line moves quick. It, it does. We're it does. Ninety people an hour. <laughs> it's quick. Wow. Yeah. It, no. It, it really does. Like I I, I messaged Patrick back and forth the, the couple times I've been there. I'm like, yeah, I was. 30-something line, you had this many people through. He's like, yeah, thanks for timing us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aaron's dad would come in when we first opened up and time people to let it, us Yeah, well, we, I do that at every barbecue joint I go to just because, it, it, to me, it's it's important. It's an important part of the experience. Why? No, it's not like I'm no, it's, I don't leave Yelp reviews like, this fucking place was 47 minutes right. and there was 20 people in line. But, like, to me, and, like, we, me and Russell talk about this all the time, lunchtime is a busy ass time people want to get in they want to yeah. get out yeah, they yeah, want yeah. to get their food and and you guys do an amazing job considering the breadth of your menu you can't tr- control how how quickly someone places an order right yeah you like just you can't stand in line for it. two hours and you don't know what you want to order uh, right i mean like we, we see it i mean not yeah. to go back to franklin barbecue we see it all the time at franklin where people will stand in line for five hours <laughs> for a menu that's got five meats yeah right, and yeah, they get right. to the counter like uh <laughs> right yeah maybe uh so i'll <laughs> say this i don't think our line ever gets more than 30 minutes long no because no. Because 95% of the people eating there work in the office building upstairs, and yep. they don't have time. Yep. So if they if it's if it gets to that point, they're not going to get in line. So yep. if you're coming in from outside the building and, and have the time, yeah, not no longer than 30 minutes to get. Yeah, I've been twice, and I've been from my office eating and back to my office in less than an hour both See? times I've been yeah. there. You know, and and that's that that's what you need out of a workday lunch, but it's not your typical workday lunch. They're doing something special here, so. And if we're moving too slow, yeah. just you can go to pit room. Right <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, well, thank you so much for listening to this, Patrick. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. We've been looking forward to it for a long time. Yeah. And uh, get out to feed just barbecue, guys. Absolutely. Go eat it. Don't be afraid. Best food court barbecue in Texas. There you I go. Know. All right, there you go. That's all three parts of the Fiji's episode. Thanks so much to Patrick for sitting down with us and um, really going into a lot of detail that was pretty fascinating. Yeah, Patrick gave us uh, quite a bit of his time, as you can see from what's actually published, and there was plenty more that we didn't publish. So, Patrick, thank you so much. Um, we really were looking forward to this one. Uh, glad we were able to, to sit down with you and, and have these conversations. Um, hopefully everybody has heard about our Yeti contest at this the point. The Yeti full of swag. Yeah, we won't go through the full rundown, but it's uh, 12 shirts, 8 hats, and a bunch of other crap. Shirts, hats, other stuff. From from some really great people that were generous enough to donate to this giveaway, as well as stuff that we've collected over the years that we're contributing to this giveaway yeah, as well. Unique, um, rare, like the yeah. Houston Barbecue Fest first anniversary koozie. Yeah, uh, we've got a lot of really cool stuff in it. Um, you can go on our Instagram if you're not sure what all's in it. There's a picture that shows pretty much everything that's going to be in the cooler. The Pits and Spits rubs, of course, is another big thing that's going to be in the cooler. So um, we won't give another rundown of the rules. You can find the rules on our Instagram page. Uh, the rules are posted. 
they're easy to follow, easy to read. One so, one reminder, a selfie means that we should see you in the picture at least a little bit. Yeah, your face. That's kind of <laughs> the point of the self. Cause, yeah, because we want to see it's you. And I saw that we had another, I mean, we had several entries, obviously, recently. And I saw there was another one where you couldn't see the person's face. And you will get one warning. And we shouldn't even tell you that because now, I re- oh, I'm going to just do it. On per- no, you're going to get one warning and then that's it, folks. I mean, you know, we... We want to count your entries, but yeah. we want to make sure you're entering. See, right. we, we did the whole Yeti passport thing for Texas Monthly. So we know the little ways around <laughs> things. So we want you there, not sending your friend there and taking a picture. We want you and your bright, shining face there. So please enter. We've had so many entries right now. Um, we're re- we'll post up leaderboards periodically, and we're looking forward to finally giving this away. The giveaway will be in July once the contest ends. So, by all July means, July fourth. Yes. So you still have time as of the posting of this episode. There's still plenty of time to get out there. There's ten locations. Um, they're not, you know, there's a couple of on on the edges of Texas. Not really edges of Texas, but we've got a West Texas and an East Texas. But there's yeah. there's plenty of local ones, and you can at least get a couple of entries. Or yeah. um, if you take a picture with the food, you get two entries at each stop. Right. And you no. can easily get in two, right. four and times. And it's going to be a random drawing. So so yes, obviously, the more places you go, the more entries you get, the higher your odds. But you, there could be someone that goes to one place and wins this contest. It is possible. So please enter. Hopefully you win. If you don't, we're going to be doing other giveaways, so you'll have a chance to win those. Uh, but thank you all for, for contributing, for those who have contributed, and thank you for participating, for those who have participated. Um, listen, rate, review, subscribe, the usual thing we tell you guys. Hopefully you've subscribed to the podcast. Um, helps us out, lets us know how many people are listening. Um, it's always good to know and get feedback on each episode. So let us know what you like, what you don't like. We're, we're always receptive to feedback. We answer questions almost daily at this point. We're getting a question from somebody, whether it's a cooking question or a where should I go in this city question, and we're happy to answer them if we have answers for you. So reach out to us at Tales from the Pits on Instagram, at BBQ Podcast on Twitter, TalesFromThePits at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your thoughts, your complaints. and See us out on the barbecue trail. Yeah, you'll, you'll find us. We're all over the place. And we look forward to seeing everybody out there, and thank you for listening.